Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. I will begin by saying welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. I am your host, Dev, he, him, pronouns, and I am with our lovely guest musicians for week seven of summer program. How would both of you like to introduce yourselves? My name is Janine, and I go by pronouns she, her. My name is Laron, and I go by um, he, him pronouns. Excellent. See, we're laughing already. (laughs) (laughs) Because in my head, I was doing something silly and saying, dang, I should have said I go by pronouns. He, (laughs) he. Oh, yes. Well, we're definitely editing the earlier one. Out, so, yeah. Don't worry, you're you're all covered. You're, and by all means, like spontaneously, like breaking into song or singing is totally recommended. So, what are both of your aspirations in coming to the village this week? This is both your first times, right? My first time. Okay. Yeah, this is my second time, actually. Excellent. Well, I'm curious for you, how is it coming back? And then what are your first impressions? Yeah, so coming back here was a bit different than the first time. I definitely wasn't used to my cell phone, Wi-Fi going out and reception. So that was really new for me. And so the first thing I asked coming up the mountain here, I was, I said, God, like, what is my purpose here? It just really showed how tied I was to technology. But I'm totally glad to be here again and I'm more relaxed. Um, For me, this is my first time coming. So everything is just, I'm in awe and amazement and just like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is so beautiful. And so everything has been very pleasant. People have been very open and definitely engaging in conversation Mm. and friendliness. Perfect. (laughs) The week is just getting started. Just started. Yes. Yes, yes. And also to to your point, Digital detox is real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's that's one of our philosophies at the village is like, how can we, you know, maintain that presence with ourselves, you know, yeah. with the divinity within us, without having to rely on these digital connections that we're so used to yes. in yeah. our normal lives. Yeah. And I personally got rid of my smartphone before I got here. Wow. It's awesome. So I got a flip phone just to like which is useless in this village. Like, right, <laughs> so right, I don't right. have a phone. Um, I can only use that when I'm, you know, down lake. But wow. I can't express like how amazing that's been. Yeah. Um, and you learn like who your real friends are when mm. like email you. You know. Mm. <laughs> right. That's, that's taking it back. That's taking it back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was to say. Especially your older friends. Yeah. You know, yeah, your yeah, older yeah, friends. Totally. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the millennials on up, especially later millennials, are they're they're big on texting and it's just like if if we were to only do emails, yeah, folks, <laughs> folks would probably perish. Yeah, <laughs> right. Perish. Totally. Yeah, they just like disintegrate exactly. like, into dust. We would later. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to articulate the surroundings that we're in. We're in one of the Narnia rooms, one of my favorite rooms. We're in like childlike chairs right now and, and piano benches. That's right. Just yeah. to like paint the ambiance yes. uh, for all you listeners out there. Um, yeah. This is one of my favorite rooms. Yeah. Um, Very nostalgic. I'm sitting in a seat that is built for a kindergartner. <laughs> um, and it takes me back to the days when my, my 
teacher used to sit me in the corner for talking to her. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Takes her <laughs> but I feel really childish today, so I'm sitting in the right seat. <laughs> totally, totally. This is gonna be a healing experience. For That's those. right. Yeah, yeah. That, that yes. childhood trauma. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, so music is important to both of you. It is also important to me. Um, I'm curious. What are some of your favorite musical memories, and what what is the work that both of you do with music? Favorite musical memory. I'm gonna reach all the way back to kindergarten. Oh, excellent. The school was putting on a talent show and they encouraged everyone from all grade levels to participate. And I remember the, the teacher going around and saying, there's no one from the kindergarten class that is willing to volunteer. And I said, I'll do it. And I remember getting up and singing a song from our church that the youth sang, We Are the Salt of the Earth. Mm. And I got up boldly and sang that song in front of a gymnasium full of people. And that was one memorable musical moment. That's fantastic. I don't suppose you remember the chorus you'd like to sing for us right now. We are the salt of the earth. Bright light shining in a very dark world. It's up to us to turn things around. We are the salt of the earth. Ooh. Excellent. Yeah, there we go. And so that was the beginning of it all for you, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, yes, that was... absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now don't ask me to sing. <laughs> the podcast will go down here. <laughs> it won't be what you expect. <laughs> no. no. I heard you yesterday. You were great. Right. Oh, That's why Jeez. I said no, no. <laughs> yeah. Did you catch that end? <laughs> <laughs> I dug that up from the 60s. Old black woman from the 60s. Oh my god. <laughs> we would hear on record. On record. So she would yeah. use that little line. So, but anyways. Yeah, for me, um, my childhood memory of music was uh, being a toddler and my dad had, well, we had a, this piano in, in the living room. and So my dad had a really bad accident when he was really younger. Um, so by the time that I was a toddler, he was he wasn't suffering, you know, head injuries. He wasn't suffering from from those particular head injuries on a daily basis. But whenever I would run to the living room <laughs> while he was watching television or a movie and start playing banging on the piano, all of a sudden he has these major issues with pain management in his brain. And so he said, Laurent, 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 no, 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 you're hurting my head. Stop, stop playing, stop playing, stop playing. So then I learned to do that, to, to tease him, to bring pain to him. That's great. I was like, oh, okay, it brings him pain. And it's only when I play. So I would run in during the commercials when he was watching television, run in and, and play something, have him scream and yell, and then I would, I would get off. But those are my earlier memories. Those are my That's memories. fantastic. That's, oh that's the God. bit that you had with your dad. That's right, right. totally. That's right. That's, uh... <laughs> Yep. One of my uh, favorite sayings um, is, you know, like, I bring the harm in harmony. So that, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, when I'm, I'm feeling like, sassy, like, you know, it's 
like, this is true, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> what, are, what are your aspirations in the village for this week? Definitely spreading gospel, African-American gospel music. That's the aspiration. Beautiful. And podcast every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is uh, part of a series. Wait, what's the series called? Number one. Number one. <laughs> I like music therapy. Music, music therapy, therapy yeah. number one. <laughs> no, like, session one. Session music one. Therapy, yeah, session music therapy. One. There we go. Yeah. Actually, number one is like, you know, from a marketing standpoint, very smart. Because, you know, like anything that is number one that shows up on Google, like we would show up on that. That makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. You've got some like SEO. Like, yeah, there you go. Skills. <laughs> Skills going on right there. Don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, musical therapy, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I want Laurent to say, what are your what you're bringing to holding? What do yes. I bring yeah, to yeah. holding? What do you bring? Yes. My body? Sure. <laughs> no. Uh, no, um, I think just a a, a diverse background, right? Um, <laughs> just a diverse background of, of, of music in terms of gospel music, mm-hmm. right? And kind of my my playing, my sound, my flavor, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is, a, is a mashup of jazz, R&B, some R&B, and, and traditional gospel playing. And so that is something that I bring because I feel like somewhere in everyone's soul, they want to connect with soul, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, so gospel, its its foundation is is from the soul, and it, it, it meets you where you are, Absolutely. in whatever place that that you're coming from, your social location, your spiritual location, wherever you are, it connects, it finds its way to you. So that's what I bring. All right. Excellent. Absolutely. What's your favorite R&B artist? Luther. Excellent, excellent. Do you have one? Okay, so I absolutely like um, Tank. I absolutely love an old school baby face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I do. I was introduced more to Luther through Laron. My dad would listen to him, and I'd be like, Dad, listen to Luther. Um, But I do like some of the oldies from Luther. Um, And then I would absolutely have to say... I like Avant. So, you're a reverend at this point? A uh, minister. Minister, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> reverend Doctor. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said, <laughs> no. no. Yes. yes. It's coming, it's coming. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, I am a minister. I've been a minister since 2007. How do you enjoy combining your music with your ministry work? For me, my musicianship is ministry, Mm. right? So there's, they're one and the same. I guess the the perspective that I have on, on my understanding of worship and music ministry is that uh, worship has been going on before creation was here, right? And so we have just, as creation, joined into the praise party. Mm-hmm. I think they call it perichoresis. And so we're, we're joining in 
with with the heavenly host and the tri- and the triune God mm-hmm. in worship. And so any role that I fulfill in in ministry is accepting the invitation to worship. And so that is ministry. That sounds kind of mystical to me, <laughs> which I am down with. I mean, that's that's not your mainline, you know, Christian experience, though. So, it, right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that a lot of current day Christians, the the mainline understanding of worship um, has become convoluted. Yeah. Right. It, there's been so many evolutions and, and, and so much change around what how people talk and dialogue when it comes to worship. So my perspective on worship comes more so from a an earlier church. How do you worship? <laughs> or how do you teach worship? <laughs> I absolutely love being a worship leader and leading God's people and having that, that portion of worship to help with allowing people to have an experience with God. Excellent, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Me growing up um, in Southeast Asia, their term for what faith meant was more in a meditative context. Mm. So it was more like your faith was congruent with your ability to listen in silence. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, which I have always held very close to my heart. You know, while there's a lot of really beautiful things that we can do in the world, you know, help healing, activism, stuff like that. If we don't maintain that that's that still center, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times like it's all for naught. And I think we are, especially, I can speak for the, a lot of black communities, they are specifically my generation, right, of, of black Christian communities, are beginning to exact upon the power and importance of meditation, right? Centering, silence, contemplative uh, forms of worship. And it's, it's very poignant, very, very powerful. And I, myself, within the past uh, couple of years have begun to to dig deep into the well of, of meditation and kind of meeting God in a place of um, solitude and, and silence. And so it's something that as I've learned more about the Christian faith and about how diverse Christianity is and just the the roots of it, um, even in the black church, right? There's been a strong history of meditation and chanting um, and welcoming the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in various measures. It just has not been widely discussed, mm-hmm. right, right in, in main, many mainstream platforms and uh, denominations within Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, just because of our social position in, in America. And so, um, it's very fascinating to, to really sit down and look into the, the, the volume of, of history, especially for black denominations, and see how, wow, you know, what we've been, this is what we've been doing all these years, and now it's becoming big and it's becoming famous. And, you know, people are saying, well, this is something that's practiced over here. And you're saying with your yourself, we've been doing that, you know, for years. So it helps you exactly. So so it helps you to it helps me to really embrace um, my culture and my, my heritage even more when it comes to um, different forms of worship and expressions. On that topic of the black church, black communities, um, worship communities, are there other things that you feel are uh, misrepresented? or things that you would like to share more with the world, or things that you'd like to see evolve 
I would let Janine go first. Do you have? <laughs> I would love for there to be more of an evolution of kingdom worship, not so much worship of who's up in the pulpit, but true worship toward God and not worship of man. I think there should be an appreciation for the fact that black people are not monolithic. Um, we don't all do everything when it comes to worship the same way. Um, and I think our diversity, you know, order of service done over here may be much different than the way we do order of worship over here. Mm -hmm. um, the way that we are expressive, some people are more charismatic, if you will, or uh, spontaneous in worship, very outwardly expressive. Some black churches are, and then some are not. And so for, you know, every time I walk in the room and people learn that I play the piano, oh, you know, we're sure you have so much soul. Well, I do, <laughs> I do, I'm not gonna deny that. But why assume that when you first see me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and so I think there's much to be said there or this, this notion that people can come and hear us and get a really good sensation and a feeling of warmth and, and a washing over and then go back to their churches and their communities without actually coming and making friends. One thing that I wish could be different when it comes to inter, you know, worship between cultures. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Um, and and uh, so let me clarify, when I, you know, saying all that is not just about just black folks, but also the way that I perceive white folks and other, you know, minorities, the way, the window through which they see us. Yeah, how do we create a story? Because we're all trying to tell a story and we're not all gonna have the same opinions like about that's things. Right. And that's, yeah, that goes back to that tension point as well. Like how can we like help maintain the diversity of yeah. where everyone's coming from? And thank you for both of you for coming to Holden Village, which yeah, has exactly. been predominantly a very white community. Mm -hmm. It's changed a lot with the new directors. There's been a lot of great emphasis on bringing diversity here, Good. but there still is that yeah. <laughs> component. Yeah. Um, and so that's just always an ongoing conversation for the village. So very, very excited to have both of you and other yes. people come Absolutely. And it's great to see the progress. It's great to see the uh, foundation upon which Holden is building when it comes to putting, uh, truth telling, yeah. and, and really putting the truth out there. Right to say, this is what we're dealing with. This is a mirror of what we kind of look like. And so let's kind of discuss this, right? Yeah. Um, how we understand, you know, race, class, gender, sexuality, mm -hmm. all, you know, all of that good stuff. And how do we become more inclusive, mm -hmm. right? And so I've, I've noticed how uh, Holden is, is building upon that, and I do greatly appreciate that. Which I love their theme, and that incorporates everything. Oh, yes. Would you like to both speak upon Eden? Eden is calling. Um, I absolutely love the idea of them bringing it back to incorporating everything that God has created and bringing it to a worship standpoint and not just saying worship is just in the four walls but we have a responsibility to connect with what God has given us and to invite him in those spaces. Yeah, I, for me, Eden is this place where, you know, God's attributes, you know, God's nature is so tangible. 
I think the good thing that I, from what I understand my studies biblically, is coming even after Adam and Eve were exiled from Eden, God still made provision for them throughout, mm-hmm. you know, Genesis and through Israel's history. You know, where Eden or his kingdom, God wanted Eden and his kingdom to be realized in Israel, mm-hmm. regardless as to where they wherever they still joined, wherever they, even when they were in exile, there were instructions to be made um, of how they would create their tents, how they would create the worship center, yeah, right? Absolutely. Their, their worship center to resemble Eden and, uh, or the presence of God, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, you know, Eden is always calling us. It's always, it's, it's music is always in the background, mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. Uh, like calling that. us so that wherever we are, we can experience this Eden place. But it's great to know that this is a hub where Eden is intentional, mm-hmm. right? And so we get to kind of create a model of what Eden looks like here so that people can carry a piece of that model Home. wherever they That's may right. go. And so that stands out to me when we talk about Eden. I like that. Beautiful. Yeah. I have two more questions, and it connects with the theme of Eden and pretty much everything that we've been talking about. But one of the aspects of worship within this community is just the fact that we live in this beautiful place, (laughs) surrounded by mountains, and so nature is very much a part of that uh, that worship and being able to honor um, honor that. I'm I'm curious, um, (laughs) is that something that you get to do in your own homes, or what are your what are your thoughts? Absolutely, um, to, but not to this extent. Uh, when we have to get away to a place that's like this, it has to be intentional to do. Um, and of course, you know, there are times when we're outside, or I'll just say I'm outside and I'm walking and I'm looking around, or if I get the opportunity to go to the beach or the opportunity to maybe go to the mountains, we do experience that. Um, but whenever you can't get away, I still always use what is there to find my place of, of Eden or worship. Because this is also a bubble. <laughs> so like we want to be able to like take it yeah. with us everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, totally. Everywhere. Absolutely. I think for me, just on a very deep spiritual level, especially in this time of my life, being outside, being in nature, uh, it's something that almost kind of opens my mind and opens my spirit up like a flower um, when it kisses the rays of the sun mm-hmm. and, and it begins to open. Same way for me. I find peace, serenity, experience trust and recognize my, more so my place in nature. I come, I come into closer contact with the divine when I'm in nature. So that is whether or not I'm more so in my hometown I think even he, here, it's even more so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just feel as though it's, it's so sacred and uh, holy for me being here. Maybe it's just me needing to get away, my needing to see a different place, especially specifically this one. I would like to experience something like this in my home now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This level of... Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, uh, yeah. Well, this has been absolutely delightful for me. Oh, um, it's been great. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, thanks for blessing the village with your presence and for taking the time to, to talk with me and the, the outside community of Holden as well as they listen to this podcast. And... Thanks for joining us. 
Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.